Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. This is the good thing about Matthew chapter 6. I think we missed her. Do we miss her? You missed the row. Miss Meredith, you missed the row. They all over here, they're going to track you down and tackle you if you don't get the bucket junk. That's how it works around here. These guys know giving's good. Matthew chapter 6, we were talking about this. We've been talking about prayer. I'm going to give them time to go. They're just going to pop it up there. I want to talk. How many of you know we've been talking about prayer? I think there's misconceptions about prayer. We talked a little bit about, you know, like, hey, man, I kind of, sometimes I worry. Sometimes I mind deal. Sometimes I I get, I don't get, you know, I don't want to get anxious about stuff, but I get anxious. Sometimes I get a little bit like, I know I'm trusting God, but I got to like trust God a little more. You know what I mean? Kind of doing life. I know he's got me, but I need to know he's got me a little bit better than when I think he's got me, you know? And we started talking about how situations and circumstances change because we pray. And God gave us kind of like rules of prayer and prayer principles and there's a, there's a protocol of prayer, there's a posture of prayer, and there's really, there's really a level to kind of like bring yourself into God's presence when you pray. And I started looking at all this, and this was really cool because I thought this was really good because I read this in the Passion, and this is where it says, you know, like, hey, he daily, daily, daily loads us up and gives things. But look how it reads here. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. That's God. Now, that's a great mindset to get, like, God's got me every day. Every day. Even when I don't know what day of the week it is. You know what I'm saying? God's got you. Come on, somebody, right? And when you know God's got you, you know God's got you. Amen. Now, I, sometimes I think I know God's got me, but I'm flipping out. How about you? Amen. Y'all lying in church. I tell you this ain't good, man. It's the place you're supposed to be transparent. You know what I mean? Tell on your spouse. You know, point him out if you, you know. That's what you got. Come on. Look at your neighbor say, he's probably talking to you. Look left and go, he's definitely talking to you. <laughs> he's definitely talking to you. You know what I'm saying? We get a little bit. Look what it says in verse 12. It's true, ain't it, right? Look at this, right? Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, today's your breakthrough. Today's your breakthrough. Forgive, forgive us. Now, forgive us the wrongs we do, right? Because what? We ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Forgive us what? The wrongs we have done. Come on. This is our job. Funny how he starts talking about prayer, and then he starts talking about forgive. Right? It goes right to it. It doesn't say you got to have giant faith. got to be supernatural. It's got to be overflowed out. He said, hey, if we're going to get praying right, we got to forgive the wrongs we have done ourselves, and we got to release forgiveness of those who wronged us. Amen. Oh, ain't this great? Today's going to be a great Sunday, right? Like, oh, God, he's going to talk about forgiveness. But he, I'm not really talking about forgiveness. I started talking about prayer, and God's the one who threw this forgiveness business in here, right? Look at 13. It gets better. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from our own evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. But look at the next one. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others. So that your father in heaven will also what? Forgive you. So he starts talking about prayer. We think he's going to talk about prayer providing, doing, everything, and then all of a sudden, he snaps in gear with this, and 15 ties it all up. But if we would hold forgiveness from others, your father would hold forgiveness from you. So today, as we start looking at prayer, 
Jesus starts throwing in the element of forgiveness as a foundational principle. Okay, so this is what I started seeing. If, if you know, like, remember, like, Jacob had that, he saw that ladder going from earth to heaven. And, and like, I kind of got a vision of that, like, in my mind. Like, if there's a ladder of prayer, then the foundation of prayer, say the, the ladder is prayer. The ladder is actually prayer. We're walking up rungs. The foundation or the floor that that ladder is standing on is forgiveness. Your prayer life is only going to be good as the revelation of forgiveness you can give and receive. Because you got to know you're forgiven even running God's presence. And then you got to forgive other people to keep your prayer life at another level of understanding. See what I'm saying? Because you ain't going to God if you don't think you're forgiven. You think, like, you think wrong about yourself, you ain't going to come to God. Because I don't know I'm forgiven, therefore I hold back even my ability to come into his presence, even though that's all he wants you to be is in his presence. And then you start walking up the rungs of prayer, righteousness, and you keep digging, amen? amen? So today we're going to talk about forgiveness in the element of prayer. And when you see how important it is, it's all based upon forgiving yourself and forgiving others to keep your prayer flow going in the direction you need to go. How many of you want to have a better prayer life? Amen. Come on, don't everybody? Yeah. So this is only going to give you more foundational help to say, hey, I'm forgiven. I'm coming. See, I'm going to come in there bold as a lion in my area because I'm forgiven, bro. Because yes. nobody knows my performance good or bad, as much as me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I ain't ain't got no shot this week to get any prayers answered. How about you? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You ever have one of those weeks? Y'all lie. You know, come on, why, why, why? This could be so much fun if you would all participate. But you know what? I'm not even going to talk to some of you. I'm just going to talk. Like, no, not me. I'm holy. You ain't that holy. I know you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Well, you know what I'm saying? You ever get like that? Like you had a real good week and you're like, man, I ain't praying this week. I'm going to hold it over to next week. You know what I mean? Like, because like this week has been so bad, I don't even want to go into the presence of God because I ain't going to get none of these answered. Right? You're like, man, some of you cussed. You know, you know you did. You're like, cussed bad, like real bad, like the big ones. You let them out so many of them, it was brutal. You didn't even care. You know when you get so mad and you cussing and you're so good at it? and you know you're in trouble, and you don't care about how bad it's going to get, but you're still going to let it rip? You know what I'm saying? Raise your hand. How many did tell you? Look at all you people been cussing. No. <laughs> That's a trick. No, I just play. I don't, come on. I'm not. I'm going to have fun today because you guys obviously are not. I could care less. I'm going to preach myself happy because now I'm kicking in gear. You know what I'm saying? You cussing so good. You know, you're like, I'm going to say bleepity bleep bleep bleep. And I'm going to say the other bleep and bleep bleep and bleep and bleepity bleep bleep. And then God tries to check you like, God, I'm over it. Bleep bleepity bleep. You ain't praying that week. Ain't no way you praying that week. Like, God, I, this could hold it. I'll bring this next week. I'll start off Monday holy, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'll get it in early. before the, By Tuesday, I'm going to be cussing. Wednesday, I'm going to be shot out. So I got to get all my praying early in the week before I start meeting people. Somebody better give me a better amen. That's a good shout right there. Ain't that true? Ain't that true? You know what I'm saying? By Friday, ain't no telling what's going on. So I'm going to get in my prayer. This is a good idea. Start praying early in the week. I got a brand new, I'm going to write a book. You know, they got the prayer of Jabez, and they got all these cool books. I'm going to write a book. The next book, where's Lori when I need her? Make sure you, Evan, write this down for your wife. You ready for this? Here's going to be my new book. Pray Monday and Tuesday, but you're going to be cussing by Friday. Give me an amen. (laughs) That's going to be it. It's going to be a national bestseller. This thing going to go New York Times. You know why? It's true. I don't look at my performance, and then I'm not going to go pray. 
What's your performance got to do with your prayer life? Anything. Nothing. Your performance, ain't got, your performance is based on what Jesus did, not what you do. Come on, somebody. And now you're going in there with work. That's works. How good did you do this week? Good little, good little you. You can pray this week. No, I'm going in there messed up. Why? Because I've been forgiven. And when you understand forgiveness that much, you go, man, I don't really care what happened two minutes ago. I'm washed in the blood. I'm coming in the presence of God boldly. I come in here not based on my own ability, but your ability. See what I'm saying? We have this works mentality. We don't even realize it. God's not basing none of this on your performance or mine. But if we get better at forgiving, not only do we forgive people, we forgive ourselves. Point number one, write this down. We must acknowledge God as our provider. He provides everything you need, man. Prayer is all about God's provision, whether it's the answer, solutions, whatever. God is a provider. Amen? He, everybody say this. He will, he will provide for me. Provide. That's what he does. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do this because he loves you. He cares about you. First place we saw that was what? In the first scripture, we said what? He said this, in Matthew 6, 11, he said, we acknowledge you as our provider. Guys, we're burdened down each and every day, but we gotta realize God is my help. God is my hope. God is here. He will burden himself for us to help us take the burdens and the load off of us that are too heavy for us. Does that make sense? He will burden himself with your burdens so you don't have to carry them. That's Psalm 68, 19. Look at this. Did you get what I said? He will put the burdens on him so you can take the burdens off of you. Why are you carrying stuff you shouldn't carry? You got stuff on your shoulders you need to get off. Give it to God. You ever try to lift something way too heavy? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, man, this is way too heavy, bro. And you try to pull on this thing. Man, you got to get help. You ever get help picking something up, you know what I mean, that's heavy? Makes it lighter. You know what I'm saying? So you're carrying burdens God never told you to carry. Get rid of them. Look what that scripture says. This scripture is going to help you. What a glorious God. He gives us salvation over and over, then daily carries our burdens. You need to pause in his presence and think about that. He's carrying my burdens. Why are you carrying it? Because I didn't give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever carried a burden way too long? Yes. You ever carry a burden for a couple of days and think, my God in heaven, I should have gave this to God a week ago. That's right. Now you all messed up. That's right. Carrying things you don't need to carry. Now, what happens when you carry stuff too long you shouldn't carry? It affects you. Right. Now you all, your continence is messed up and you got pressure and you don't, you're not talking right. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yeah. You're not thinking right. Yeah. Come on now. Right? You're not acting right. You're not doing nothing right because you're all burdened out. Give your burden to him. Don't get burdened out. God, this is too big for me. You take it. Go have fun. You see what I'm saying? Don't carry your burdens too long. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Maybe you're carrying some stuff God never told you to carry. Casting your care on the Lord. How in the world do I know? And then act, act like what? Act like you believe it. Well, I gave it to God, but I'm worried about it. No, give it to God and leave it alone. Guys, I understand this is not easy, but here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. If God's my provider, you got to sooner or later start trusting in his provision in every area of your life. He'll take care of it. And then you ever get people so mad because you, they think you're being unconcerned? 
You know what I'm saying? Like God's got it. Well, you need to be more, more specific than God's got it. What does that mean? How do I know what it means? If I could fix it, I'd fix it. I can't fix it, but God can. Maybe this is just a test from heaven like this. Let's just see where you're at. You, know, you ever have something go wrong that wasn't really wrong, but you thought it went wrong, and you went off the rail? And then after it was done, it was like, wow, we could really see you're not developed in that area. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like almost, an almost thing happened, and like you thought it was a real thing, and you went off the rail, you went postal, and everybody's seen your postalness, and then it wasn't even true. And then you're like, oh, great. Look, I guess I need some work there. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, there's a problem. And then you think, oh, you're building all this big problem in your head, and then you found out it never really happened. And then we get to really see where you're at and your stress level of life. Come on, man, right? And then you go, oh, great. And then you kind of take a step back and go, oh, God, I guess I didn't pass the test. No, we're all growing in an area of understanding this. God is taking care of your provision in every area of your life. But you got to trust him, you got to communicate with him, and you sooner or later you got to get to a place of prayer and go talk to him. And prayer is just open communication with God. Just throw it on him. You ain't got to be special. Did, you know, he didn't say nothing about special prayer. He just said, make sure you understand my forgiveness before you come into this prayer place. That's pretty good, right? Look what it says in Romans 8.31. God's given you everlasting love. You figure out Romans 8.31 right here and you read this, you'll understand prayer at a whole new level for your life. Look what it says. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then can ever, ever stand against us? Did you get that? Did you pull that in? So if God promised to stay with you, who in the world is going to stand against you? Come on, guys. They can't. Look what it says. So what's that all mean? That means this. What? For God proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold anything from us ever. Anything else he has to give. Leave that up there. Let him see it. Did you see that? So if God gave you his best, you telling me he's going to try to hold back anything else? Would you, would, would you give me something? Would you give me the best thing you got and then hold back something else? No. Come on. It's like he gives you the car, but he's going to keep the steering wheel. Come on, man. God ain't like that. God ain't like that. He'll give you the steering wheel and say, hey, man, car's on the way. He'll give you everything you want, God. But you over there thinking God's holding back. No, God's for you, man. Look at that. He proved his love by giving his greatest treasure. Ooh, come on, somebody. He certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. That means what? He's giving it. What's number two point? Write this down. My father is a rewarder of them that seek him. That's your father. He's a rewarder of them that seek him. I ain't seeking God in vain. If I'm seeking him, he's showing up. Ain't that good? Come on, somebody. Ain't that good news? Say, Pastor Chris, I know this. Yeah, well, good. Next time, remember it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, you you, got to do it. You got to do this stuff. You got to, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You're all freaking out. Freaking out. Oh, you know, freaking out about stuff you don't need to freak out about. Well, it looks like, don't worry about what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Stop freaking out what it looks like. Stop freaking out what it sounds like. Stop flipping. Where's your faith and where's your trust? Trust God. But you don't understand. You just blah, 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 blah. No, man. Stop. How in the world are you going to put this stuff to the test if you don't start trying this out? That's right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to trust God. Then right away you get labeled like you, you're unconcerned. It's not about unconcerned. It's about if I'm trusting God, I can't be concerned. 
Yeah, you can't have you can't have all these cares and not have and have all this concern and have trust in God. This is where the test comes in. Like he wants to see, can you keep it? Just keep it. Look what it says here. Look at this. Hebrews eleven six, right? Without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength to seeking Him. Man, that's some good stuff. He does what? We come to God in faith knowing that he's real and that he rewards faith of those who God give all their passion and strength to seek him. Are you giving your passion and strength to seek him? Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Are you giving God your best? You know, seeking after him. You know, you know what passion and seeking means? Intentionality of spending time with him. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Be intentional about spending time. Ain't that good news? Come on, man. You know this one, Jeremiah 29, 11. How many like this one? Right? It, yeah. For I know what? I know the thoughts I think towards you. God's thoughts towards you are better than yours. That's what he wants you to know, right? For what? I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. They're thoughts of peace, not of evil. Give you expectant end. Then you shall call upon me. You shall go pray unto me, and I will listen to you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found, says the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where you were driven to, says the Lord. And I'll bring again you to the place where I've called you to be carried away captive. That means he's going to bring you back. He's going to bring you back to where you need to be. You got to seek God, though. He's going to bring you back. For, remember when you were out there, way out there too far? You didn't know how to get back? He pulled you back, didn't he now? Come on, right? Come on. How many of you out, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get too far out there and you're thinking, God's ways are not my ways. God's thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are better. His thinking about you is better. His ways for you are better. He didn't come to give you the utmost life. He came to give you what? The, oh, he came to give you a life of the, of the supernatural life. It's not like an almost life. I come to give you an almost life. I came to give you an okay life. Not coming to give you the best life now, amen? Better than you think. You think this is good? I got better for you. You think this is great? You think you prospering now? Wait, look and see what I got for you. God, it gets better than this? You think you living good now? Wait, watch what I got for you. It's better than what you think. It's better than, it's exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. And it ain't about stuff, but guess what? It's a better life. It's you, oh, you think you're thinking right now? Come back in six months after you meditate. You've been thinking a whole lot better. How many of you are not thinking like you thought a year ago? Come on, somebody. How many of you are so excited you ain't been thinking like you've been thinking last week? Come on, somebody. How many of you know you, have, you might not be where you want to be? But, baby, I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Come on, somebody. Let's think about this. Are we not growing in grace? I would have punched somebody six months ago. Now I'm just yelling at them in the car. Come on, give me an amen. You got to look at the victories of life. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Me and Pastor Liz were walking the other day in the neighborhood. I can find it. If crazy's around, I, it'll usually come near me, right? Mike, you should have seen it. She'll tell you the truth. We were walking, right? I'm walking. I'm taking a little stroll through the neighborhood. I'm just chilling out. Man, that guy's leaning on his horn, screaming and yelling at the lady. She's over there. He got out of the car, jumps out the car, screaming at, I think it was a lady. I don't know. It was too far and back. I couldn't see. She thought it was a girl. I would have went over there then. The good thing I didn't know. But the guy's screaming, screaming, obscenity after obscenity, going crazy, going off the rail. I'm like, people are crazy. You can't get away from crazy. Right there, right at the store. All because you've got to pull in the parking lot to go to, go to the Publix. You act like an idiot. See what I'm saying? 
three months ago, you would have ran down the street and hit the dude in the head. Now you're just yelling at him from afar. Come on, somebody. Praise be to Jesus. Come on. How many did not yell in traffic this week? Come on, you're doing a whole lot better than me. Come on. Hallelujah. Give me an amen. Come on, you gotta look at the little victories in life. You gotta look at, look at the little mental things. Like, hey, it used to bother me for a week. Now it's only four days. Come on, somebody. I'm two days better than I was last month. Come on, man. When you start believing, look at your neighbor and say, you're doing good. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're doing good too. Come on. You're doing good, man. You're getting better at this. How many trust in God just a little bit better? How many went off the rail, though, a little bit? You know what I mean? You got off the rail, and now you're doing a little bit better. Come on, come on. Give yourself an amen. Give yourself a hand clap. It's good stuff. No, I'm being serious, man, because you didn't have to come here today, but you, can, you chose to come here today, and some of you are walking through some stuff like, I'm just happy to be in God's presence. Well, praise be to God. Good. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're growing, man. This stuff takes growth. Spiritual growth is not easy, but you have to do it. Okay, so here's the thing. Number three, the foundational position of prayer is based on forgiveness. Don't ever forget that. Your foundational position of prayer is based on forgiveness, okay? Now we're gonna get into this, right? Look at Matthew 6 and 12. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have what? Wronged us. Now that's not, that's not easy, okay? But we have to understand something. When Jesus started talking about prayer, right? Look what he said in 13. Want to go back just real quick? We're going to do thir- Rescue us every time we face tribulation. Set us free from evil with power and glory. 14 and 15 really ties it up. And when you pray, make sure you forgive. Why in the heaven did he say that? It's Jesus. He said, well, when you pray, have great faith. When you pray, you better have some scriptures. Now, we understand we have to have those things, to, you know, but he got real strong in emphasizing forgiveness with prayer. Yeah. When you pray, be scriptural. When you pray, you should be supernatural. When you pray, you should fast. He talks about all this times, but he's really talking about the, this is when they came, our Father, you know, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day, our daily bread, and forgive us our trust. He's this red letter stuff. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? He's getting deep. They're asking questions. What do we do? He said, when you pray, forgive. Big time, man. It's not playing. Now, I think it's forgive you first and then forgive others because your forgiveness for others is only as good as the level of forgiveness you have for yourself. Okay? So I'm being serious. Like, if you're like, I got a problem forgiving people, well, then you're definitely going to have a problem forgiving yourself. So now you got to start asking yourself the question, man, I got to forgive me, yep, and you got to forgive others. Yeah. And if you can't forgive yourself, you're going to have to start doing it by faith. Because nobody knows you better than you, and nobody knows your shortcomings better than you. So we're quick to kind of like judge ourselves when God ain't even judging you no more. So if he took judgment off of you, maybe you should too. And then maybe you should stop judging others because if he took judgment off of me, I don't really want to judge you. Because if I start judging you, now the measure I judge you is the measure he starts judging me. People don't realize that. But the judgment you give out to somebody else is now the brand new standard of life you got to live by. But God, let me say that again because you're trying to get away from it, but you're still accountable for it. 
the level of judgment you give to others is now the measuring stick that God will judge you with. It's the truth. So the level you should be judging people is be real sweet with it and go, hey, you, I'm not going to judge you because I, whatever, whatever level of judge you is the level he judges me. So I don't want to judge you. Now, if you're wrong, we can deal with it. But I ain't judging you wrong. At the, well, why are these people like, don't worry about why they're like that. The next standard you throw out there is the one you got to live by. Amen. Judge not, least you be judged. Level of love you show, level of love you live. Level of mercy you give, the level of mercy you get. The standard now is different. So be free with that stuff. Now, I'm going to show you how that, that seems overwhelming because, like, people are going to take advantage of me. No, you're not, and they will not because here's the thing. You're still going to stay protected in this because this is important. You're not going to walk around like a bunch of sillies because the Bible told you be gentle as a dove but be wise as a serpent. So that means you don't let serpents just, you know, jerk you around. You're not going to live in deception. Okay? Write this down. First of all, real forgiveness is unconditional. Okay? So if you, you better understand that. If you're really going to forgive like Jesus, you have to be unconditional in your forgiveness. There cannot be no conditions connected to it. Because that's not real forgiveness then. So if you're going to forgive like God tells us to forgive... There are what? No requirements attached to it. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't bargain for it. Forgiveness is not based on a promise to never do it again. Okay? Forgiveness cannot be based on a promise that you're never going to do it again. That's not forgiveness. You see it? Now we say, but if, no, this is not your rules. This is God's forgiveness. Did God tell you, okay, I'll forgive you this time, but if you do it again, I'm going to burn you with a torch and the flames of hell. No, he said, forgive. And when Peter didn't know what was up, he said, forgive him seven times 70, which means that's daily. God is showing you that the flaws of humanity are not going anywhere. You have to overcome it with your ability to stay what? Sound in your mind when people are going to be flawed. He's teaching you what's up. You're like, why ain't you changing? It ain't got nothing to do with people changing. Why ain't you growing? Wow. He already told you those people ain't going to change. You got to do seven times 70 a day. They ain't getting any better. You got to get bigger. They're not going to get better. They ain't even working on trying to get better. You're over there working overtime to get better. They could care less about getting better. They're going to get worse. You're going to get so good at it, you ain't even going to notice them no more. Like them real weird ones, you got to start gliding like, hey, sup? You know they ain't working on a mental game? They're, go, they're getting worse. You're going to be flowing in a new realm. People don't even know. You're going to be high without using the drugs. They ain't going to affect you. You're going to live in a different stratosphere these people living in because they ain't changing. They ain't getting better. They're getting worse. You growing. He's telling you what's going on here, man. Are you going to be a forgiver? It's not based on the promise of never doing it again. 
You offer forgiveness to somebody whether they ask for it or not. That keeps you safe. You've seen it with Jesus. Remember when Jesus was stretched out on the cross? Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He forgave them before they even asked. Now you over there, I, 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 don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Forgive them before they even ask because that keeps my heart right. It keeps my flow with God right. Keeps my channel of communication perfect. You're forgiving people before they even ask for forgiveness. You're showing spiritual maturity. People's biggest problem in the body of Christ is they don't have spiritual maturity. And because you don't have spiritual maturity, you don't really have growth. And then you're expecting everyone around you to fit a mold that they're not going to fit when God has asked you to be spiritually mature. You see it? So once you start working on these things, who cares what everybody else is working on? I got news for you. Ain't nobody working on nothing hardly. You got to work on these things and become great at it. Nobody had to say to Jesus, please forgive me for what you're doing. He just offered it up. He had the initiative of forgiveness before they even knew they needed to ask for it. That's why I've been telling you. I forgive you before you did it. Why? Because here's the deal. You got to understand people. They're going to, it's coming. Are you over, are you, oh, here's my thing. Are you forgiving yourself and are you forgiving others? Now, let me tell you, there's a lot of people in there that are just out there and people cause problems in your life. Second thing to remember this, forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. I did that. You know, and here's some of your biggest problem. You know, you gotta be transparent with this stuff. Sometimes people do stuff or say stuff or hurt people, or cause offense, and they don't even know they cause it. If someone does it, you need to be transparent in your communication to say, don't be like real quick to be like, oh, oh it's okay, it didn't hurt me, or no. Then, then it minimizes the level of my forgiveness. Right. Amen. That's right. If it didn't mean something to you, what do I care if I forgive you then? If I did something to hurt you or offend you or do something to do it, I don't want you to be touchy and I don't want you to be a bunch of babies, but you got to get this compartmentalized right, otherwise you're going to mess this up. Like if you do it and it bugs you, say, hey, that, I'm not really, that didn't really go over big with me. You know what I mean? We got we to gotta talk about this, not because I want you touchy or fretful or this, but what you start doing is like, no big deal. So what do you do? The level of my forgiveness is no big deal. I can't make restitution about what I've said or what I did sometimes, but I sure can do this. I don't want to just sweep it under the rug. We need to have some sort of place for this. Because here's the thing. Everybody keeps telling you, forget about it. I don't think you're going to forget about it. I think people are telling people wrong things. Like, oh, just forget about it. No, how about this? It's okay to have a memory of it, but I don't want you to have the feelings that are connected to that memory. You have to grow beyond it. But I think we have to use our terminology right because I think what we're telling people is, oh, just get over it. Like your feelings don't need to be validated. Your emotions don't need to be validated. I'm not trying to create you to be a bunch of babies. I understand spiritual stuff. But a lot of people are hung up here. Like you make it like it's no big deal and they want to minimize it and just move on. And the problem with that is I can't at the moment because my feelings haven't caught up yet. So what we need to do is we need to use God's grace to get in there and go, hey, Steve, did I say it? Steve could be like, hey, you said it hurt me. Hey, man, I really apologize. I'm sorry. If he says, oh, no big deal, I just want we're guys. We just walk away. I don't even think of it. But it's really bothered him. We got to start getting in this place because why is this so important to understand that? 
because I'm going to explain it to you and you need to listen to me. This is how you get smart because God's the smartest person walking the face of the earth and he gives us little trails to follow. When somebody asks you forgiveness, right, it could almost cheapen the level of forgiveness if you don't really validate what really happened. If the offense was a big deal, right, then say to somebody it meant something. Otherwise, if you make it like no big deal, what's forgiveness is, you know, uh, you don't use it kind of like, you're not manipulating by being truthful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just because you're transparent doesn't mean that you're overly emotional. Be transparent means God can come into my situation and really help me grow. And that's what we need to do. Because you know what really has to happen? We gotta grow beyond all this stuff. So you see what I'm saying? It's gonna help you. Because some of you, I got people in here start talking about getting divorced 20 years ago, they still haven't gotten by it. You know? It's true. I got people that had bad business deals they don't want to dream again because they had a bad, well, come on, man. All these billionaires tried these things and failed, tried these things and failed. Tried, you see what I'm saying? And life hits cause, cause pain. Forgive yourself. Yeah. I got people right now, they probably should be in therapy, not in a mean way, they really should be because the regrets of the past mistakes have now affected their family forever and they feel like, what am I gonna do with this mess? Hey man, chill out. We, nobody can go back in time and fix stuff. We can only just be better for tomorrow. Come on, man. Get up again. Let's go. Put this thing where it needs to be. Let God intervene. Go forgive yourself. Come on. Come on. Forgive yourself for maybe being the parent you weren't supposed to be, the mom you weren't supposed to be, the dad you weren't supposed to be, whatever. I don't know. The business person. You're to be. Forgive yourself. Maybe you were too busy working for, I don't know. You better forgive you and then move in that same forgiveness towards others because this stuff's gonna hinder your prayer life if you're not careful, I'm telling you, listen to me. Yeah. You gotta get transparent here. That's what I'm saying, all right? Now we're moving on because I don't wanna stay here all day, but you need to hear that, man. It's okay, all right? Check this out. Understanding this, forgiveness is the first step to starting to live outside of the lines of being offended, okay? Forgiveness is unconditional, and second thing is this, forgiveness never minimizes the wrong, okay? Now, here's the good news, all right? When someone maybe hurts you, forgiveness probably is not the first response we give. Instead, we want to hold the hurt, we want to hold on to the bitterness, usually towards the person or the pain, but God calls you to forgive. Can I say that again? Okay? I'd be paying attention in here, because some of you, this is why you're emotionally not on. I'm being honest, and it's okay that if you're emotionally not on. We're all probably not emotionally on. Let's all be straight. Let's fix our emotions, because if you're, your emotions are stronger than the word of God. Because if you don't get rid of your emotions, you cannot patch the word of God in, and you'll reject the word of God, even though it could change your life. It's Obviously, the word of God is stronger than your emotions, but I got news for you. If you hold on to your emotions and line the word of God up, if the word of God cannot get through your emotions, you will stay emotional the rest of your life and never really grow into becoming a mature Christian. Now you mad, you know, you mad and you're going to go to that whacked out home Bible study group with the other eight mad people that are mad because, you know, over your mad craziness. Did he just say the home Bible study group is mad? They're all mad. Half of those things are nonsense. Let me go in there. All church hurt people as a group 
sitting there having church hurt group nonsense with six people. And then one of them, one of them was a prophet. Yeah, prophet of doom. Dude, don't get me going. I've been in this rodeo. I've been in this rodeo game too long, bro. Ain't no smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I'm being serious. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody's mad about, wow, y'all, I got hurt in church. Who in the heaven hasn't gotten hurt in church? I got hurt at work. Why don't you stop working? Why don't you all start? Y'all, you quit your job. Don't come here on Monday. How many got hurt at work? You know what I'm saying? I got hurt. I was on a praise team, and they told me, I'm hurt. Everybody hurt. I got hurt in public. They didn't have the stuff I want. I was like, well, I don't want one thing in the whole store. You ain't got it? That's the one thing I came here for. I want that pepper sauce. Where's that stuff? You ain't got it. I'm mad. I'm going to Winn-Dixie the rest of my life. People crazy. Cold. These people are nuts. They out there running around. I'm hurt. I went shopping. I'm mad at the home department store. Didn't I went the other day. She brought me. I don't even like the place. The place, the other day, I didn't like that. I don't like that place no more. Every time I go in there, I say, there's nothing in this place. I come in this place that bothers me. It just closed the whole thing down. I was offended. I went in there looking for something I want. They didn't have it. I'm mad at the whole place. I'm mad at the label. I'm mad at the brand. I'm mad at everybody. I'm hurt. I might need therapy, shopping therapy. People are crazy. You see this? You're gonna, God didn't tell you, well, hurt. well maybe, maybe your church hurt came from the devil. You ever think of that? Because I got news for you. The devil could care less if I go to Publix. The devil could care less if I go buy clothes. The devil could care less if I'm in the department store. But he sure cares whether I'm in the church or not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we better start waking up and grow up and realize you're going to get hurt. Hello, you're not four years old no more at the daycare over there running around like, Tommy took my toy. Wah, 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 wah. You want to get a video of that? Tommy took my toy. Wah, wah, wah. You're a baby. Stop sucking on a binky in a bottle and grow up spiritually. Let's go. Come on. I don't have my binky. Where's my binky? Binky? You're like, I don't kick you. Come on. Mad? Who you think is going to get you mad? The devil. Who you think is going to hurt you? Now, listen. If somebody does something that is there, that is true, we understand it. We're not saying, oh, just forget about it. But here's what I'm saying. Don't you think some of this stuff comes from the devil? Come on, right? Come on. Don't linger in this nonsense and sit in this mess. Get back in and say, you know what? I'm not going to let nobody hurt me. You know what I'm saying? People are going to say a lot of stuff to hurt you. I just, I stay unoffendable. You have to stay unoffendable in life. People become offensive. You'll get so good at it, you'll start laughing while they're offending you. Yeah, it's just like cussing you out. You're like, yeah, this is fun. I'm like, I knew you. One time I got you cussed out. Ever tell you the time I got cussed out for street preaching? Yeah, I got excited. Yeah, street preaching. I was young, street preaching. And the guy came out and said, I'm going to smack you in the head with a bottle. I said, this should be great. I said, what? He said, I'm going to hit you in the head with this bottle. You bother me. And they started cussing a blue streak at me, upside down all the way around. I started laughing. My buddies thought I was crazy. I was like, man, this is what they're talking about in the Bible. He says, the Bible said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you for my sake. I felt like I had a merit badge for crying out loud like I was a Boy Scout. I was like, glory to God, I'm getting cussed out for Jesus. Glory to God. Like, I thought it was the Apostle Paul, you know, like living through shipwreck and death. No, come on. It's... It's a, see what I'm saying? Start taking this stuff on and be like, hey, if I get this stuff coming at me, it's testing whether I'm ready for a promotion. Maybe this is my promotional growth test. 
know, a couple of weeks ago, I'll give you a good one. Nobody knows this was going on. Nobody knows. It was a day. Man, it was a day. And it was coming from every angle. I none of, my wife don't even know. And it was funny. It is coming from every angle. She don't even know. Things were coming. Phone calls were coming. It was worse after worse after worse, worse. Bad. Bad. Everything was bad. 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 Worse. Bad. It was like five things. Worse. Bad. Bad. Worse. Miserable. Bad. Death. Doom. Loom. Gloom. Miserable. And I started laughing. Really, I was killing it. I was like, I ain't even going to open my mouth. Because if I open my mouth, I am going to screw up my blessing. I'm just going to be chill. Rolled in, rolled out like a gangster. What you got to say? Nothing. What you going to do? Nothing. And I swear to God in heaven, in a good way, not like that. God was leaning. You know, you're not supposed to swear. You know what I'm saying? I ain't swearing. But I'm just trying to let you know the value of where I was at. I felt like God pulled the clouds and went like this. Let me see what you're going to do, kid. And I'll tell you, God's honest truth. I ain't been here before, but you can get here. I said, ready for service, sir. I ain't got nothing to say. You shock yourself at the growth you get, and you look back in at you and say, that was not me six months ago. Because me six months ago would have been bouncing off the wall. How you getting there? Forcing myself to spiritually grow. Pastor Chris, you got to grow? Like, Jesus had to grow, for crying out loud. You don't think you got to grow? He learned obedience through the things he suffered. So will you. Sit back and grow. Now, I'm not saying I pass all these tests. Come back in a week. We'll let you know how the next one goes. But you got to start understanding this is where it comes. I'm not going to let it affect me because if it affects me, it's going to screw up my mouth, my walk, my talk, my mind, my life. And the next thing you know, I'm creating an atmosphere I don't want to be in no more. And I'm usually in it. <laughs> I got to get out. You know what I'm saying? So write these down. These are big. All right? I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you three quick things, and I mean quick. Right? Colossians 3.13. Look at this scripture. So watch it. And the reason we, we basically got to understand this is this. Instead, we want to hold on to hurt. We want to hold on to bitterness. We want to hold it towards the person and towards the pain. But God calls you to forgive. Let go of the past. Release any bitterness towards people that have hurt you. In fact, the Bible gives you this reason right here, look what this says. Make allowance for each other's faults. Man, you better read these scriptures. I'd take a picture of that one and keep it. Make allowance for what? Isn't that telling you? You better make room for the faults of others. Isn't that crazy? Like, doesn't that seem nuts? It's almost like going like this. Like, check this out, right, guys? Watch. We're going to do like this. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, we're like, God's like this. Hey, you better make some room. You better move this out the way and make some room. Because people are going to be people. And you guys are all like, people stop being people. Problems stop being problems. Stop. Why can't everybody just be like me? The world would be a better place to live. He's like, look, you better make room. You better move some stuff around. Because people's faults ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to change people. That's the problem with you. You're trying to get everybody to change. They ain't changing. Look, he says, he said, hey, I'm telling you now, you better give yourself some margin and make some room for other people's faults and forgive anyone. Who offends you? Remember, the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you got to do it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to do it. 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 If you want to be a forgiving person, you first need to accept forgiveness 
for yourself. Amen? Watch this. Here we go. Ready? Here's the thing. Write these down. You have to forgive those who hurt you because otherwise resentment will control your life. Write that down. You got that Ecclesiastes 7.9 and the CEV? You, what? You have to forgive those who hurt you because otherwise what? Resentment will control your life. It's, a, it's causing you to be the person you are. How many of you are hangry? <laughs> and you ain't hungry. Look, man, if you're getting angry or you're acting short or you're being quick and you're being curt and you're just not being right, usually it's connected to a thought or a feeling. Why are you like, you ever been in pain? You ever been in physical pain? Man, I, I pulled something one time. My God in heaven, man, it felt like the kids, Laura and Liz will tell you, Luca came by me, man. I don't know what I did. I pinched, Tony worked it out. You need to get a massage. Go see Tony. I'm telling you right now, anybody needs a massage, Tony waves so they know who you are. You need to go see him. If you got, I, I'm telling you though, man, the kid, Luca laid on me. I screamed like, I, I'm telling you, I don't know what it was. I pinched it. It was bad. Tony works it out. He can get it out. But man, it was changing my disposition pain. It was really messed me up. I was like, oh my God, I'm like angry. It hurt. And every time I sat on that thing, man, I had to get it stretched out. You know, you ever get like, and I started to realize this, man, physical pain will change your demeanor. Don't you notice that? Like, so imagine what mental pain's doing to your mouth. Imagine what mind dealing's doing to you. You're like, quick, kids come in here, you like ripped your head off. I'm like that. Why? I'm, I got something on my mind. I got things going on. I'm talking out of my uh, emotions. I'm talking out of my hurt. I'm talking out of my feel. You don't, you don't realize this. Come on, guys. We're talking in here. We're family. Let's go, right? Like you're mind dealing and you're quick. You're yelling at your wife and you're like, man, this ain't me. Why, what, I got stuff in my head or you got business problems or work problems. Now you, you don't want to even be, you ever get around, you don't want to be around people because you don't want to talk. So mad. come on, it's affecting your life. Don't let it affect your life, man. It ain't worth it. Look what he said. Look what he said. Read that one more time. Just let them see that one. I know I probably, I probably messed it because I went back and forth, but you got to see this. Look at this one. This is before we go to 7-9. I know I pulled it back. You have to forgive those who hurt you, otherwise resentment settles in. I love that thing, though. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you also must forgive others. You got that one, Colossians 3.13. I want you to see it again just one more time. She'll pop it up there. She's doing a great job. I sometimes switch them up. But I want you to see this because this is important. You got to see this. Why? Why do I got to forgive others that hurt me? Because God forgave me. Write that down. That's number one. God forgave me. Make allowance for each other's fault. Give people some margin. Give people a break. Come on, we're done. Right? And what? Forgive anyone who offends you. Boy, that's a big statement. But what? Remember the Lord forgave you. That's why I'm forgiving you. Pastor Chris, how in the heaven do you want me to forgive these people that are total goobers? Easy. Because God forgave you when you were a goober. Got it? So now if you go, hey, I ain't going to forgive you, God's going to start saying, I ain't going to forgive you. Well, why ain't I getting forgiven? Because I didn't forgive them. I already gave you forgive. I forgave you before you needed forgiveness. Now you need to forgive others because I forgave you. So if I go like this, all right, Keith, here's the deal. I'm going to forgive you 40%. God goes, good, I'll forgive you 40%. Hey, hey, I don't like this game. I want to be forgiven 100%, and I want him to be given 40% because you don't know what he did. God's like, no, if you hold him to 40%, that's what you get. So the judgment you put out there is the judgment I put now on you. So basically the governing factor of your spirituality is not God, it's you. Because God's 100% in forgiveness. So how much you want to give to others? Because how much you want? We'll talk about it, right? Look at this one here. Number two, write this down. You have to forgive those who hurt you 
Because what? Otherwise, resentment's going to control you. So you know what number one was? Why do I got to forgive? Because I was forgiven. What was number two? I got to forgive. Because here's the reason why if I don't forgive, resentment's going to control me. I'm going to be a jerk. My mouth's going to be jerky. My attitude's going to stink. I'm going to think about that thing. And every time I think about it, I'm going to have a feeling. And every time I get a feeling, I'm going to have an attitude. You can play. Just go. Okay? Right? Watch this. CEV. Seven other. They just don't want to make movement. You guys are like three-year-olds. When something moves around here, you're all like, it's good. <laughs> Seven, nine. I'm playing around. God almighty. You know, it's not, get more sleep on Saturday. Go to bed early. Come on. Look at this Ecclesiastes, right? Control your temper for a anger labels you a fool. That's a great scripture. I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere on me. <laughs> I need it, man. I don't like that scripture, do you? I like getting mad every once in a while. It kind of makes me happy. I'm a little spicy, you know what I mean? You know, driving, it's like you're lucky I don't cuss. Right? Control your temper for anger labels me a fool. Boy, that's something to remember, huh? I don't want to get angry because it's labeling me a fool. Ain't that good? Don't get angry because once you get angry, you're showing everybody you're a fool. That's what he's saying. I didn't say it. God did. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a delivery guy. Nobody punches the Amazon guy, but they all get mad at me. You know what I'm saying? UPS comes, you all get excited. Praise God, Amazon's here. Yay. I come, you're like, I'm going to kill him. I'm just a delivery guy. That was his idea. You see it? You got it? So number one, why am I forgiven? I'm forgiven you because he forgave me. Number two, I got to let this go because I don't want to become resentful. I don't want to become a person I don't need to become. I got enough junk going on. I don't need more stuff because of me. Yeah. I want to grow. Last one, I like this one. You got to understand this. Forgiveness is a two-way street. You have to forgive those who hurt you because you're going to need more forgiveness in the future. Okay? You're going to have to forgive those who hurt you because you're going to need more forgiveness in the future. Look at it says in Matthew 6, 14, 15, NIV. She'll pop it up there. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others when their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's God. I didn't write it. See why it's important to forgive? And you better forgive yourself because that counts. Because God forgave you. Why would you not forgive you? I made mistakes. Who in this room ain't made a mistake? I learn more by making mistakes and learning what not to do than by following obedience and figuring out how to do it right the first time. I'll tell you what don't work. Forgive. Last one is a bonus pack. Forgiveness is a two-way street. You cannot receive what you are unwilling to forgive. John Wesley wrote something so profound. You ready for this? Forgiveness is a two-way street. You cannot receive what you are unwilling to give. So listen what Wesley said. You can hear me? Someone said to Wesley, I can never forgive that person. Wesley replied this, then I hope you never sin. When hurts run deep, forgiveness runs hard. But remember, three big reasons why I do it. God has already forgiven me. You don't want to let resentment control your life. 
and you're going to need to keep getting forgiveness in the future. Sow it to somebody else. You got it? That's why we do it. We don't do it because people deserve it. We do it because we need it. Ain't that good? Come on, stand up on your feet. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Come on, right? I'm giving it to you because I'm going to need it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sowing it because I'm going to need it. I'm giving it away because I don't want to get resentful. Let it loose. Come on, let me pray for you real quick. Listen, if you're in here today, here's on you. I know this stuff isn't easy because a lot of people go through it, but I want your prayer life to be like, lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes. Let's just forgive by faith. Your feelings are catch up. Somebody left your life. Somebody stopped loving you. Somebody did this. I don't know what it is. I'm not making light of it. Please understand me. I just don't know all of it. Somebody left you. Somebody died that shouldn't have left. Somebody left because they wanted to leave. Somebody stopped loving you. Somebody stopped caring. Somebody said this. Somebody said that. Somebody did something they should have never did. I don't know. They don't deserve it. We're not doing it because they deserve it. We're doing it because you want to love people at the level you can love them at. So you got to forgive. So here's what all I'm telling you for you to do. By faith with me right now, say this out loud. Say, Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me and I forgive them. Anything and everything I have to forgive. I'll forgive by faith. My feelings will catch up. I'm doing this in obedience to you and your word. Thank you for forgiving me. I let go of resentment. I let go of everything holding me back. And I release it right now by faith in your hands. Thank you for supernatural grace and favor coming in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, clap. You did great today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.